Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Silent Podcast, where we're anything but silent. Today, we're going to be covering Never Have I Ever, Season 3, Episode 6. Yes, we're finally back. You know, the Jewish high holidays are slowing down for me, so I have some time. We made it. So I'm your host, Sasha Joseph, joined by my co-host, Chappelle. Welcome. I hope you're not too stressed to be here. No, I'm good. I have not stressed myself out to where I'm full of shit. I'm good. Uh, I'm happy to be back. It's been a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. So I, I think we got to catch back up. And then we have to talk about these last few episodes never, ever, ever, because we're almost done. I know we're 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 past the halfway mark. You know, we're on the other side. Things are getting real juicy, real messy. And I Oh, I just I love this show so much. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's so good on the rewatch. I watched it three this episode three times and I'm still like, ooh, I could watch it again. Yeah. Um, I was looking at um kind of thinking about what we talked about last season with uh mm-hmm. season two and kind of um uh, was it the Gigi Hadid episode of yeah. um, Never Have I Ever? And we talked about what could possibly be the next cameo. And when we got this episode, I was like, oh. I wasn't expecting this, like we, uh, because we already had a Ben narrative episode. Now we have like the GG for was it for Paxton? Yeah. And so I thought this was a season we're gonna get somebody else. Um, you know, with the John McEnroe, I thought we were gonna get a fourth person, and we are back here to Andy Samberg. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I was surprised because I mean, spoiler alert: this is all we get. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get any other um third person another narrative. It, it's back to John McEnroe till the end, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily understand. I have to be honest because I agree with you. I feel like we need more. It's so much fun uh to get other people and to match personalities, right? Yeah. Like who would be Eleanor's, who is gonna be Fabiola's, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Or even to get Gigi back. But me, I mean, Gigi was probably dealing with a lot of drama mm-hmm. um before well, maybe when this was recording so i can understand why but still uh i i feel like interesting because it's giving ben a lot of main character energy right which makes me kind of raise an eyebrow to how this might end you know for a second mm-hmm. you know the, the question is always is it ben is it paxton or is it just is it just davy you know doing well you know where we stand here on never have i ever by a silent podcast we're just like Team Davey, and then we'll figure the rest out. Um, but with more Ben-centric episodes, I'm thinking, are we kind of shifting back over to Ben and Davey? I guess we'll f- you know, talk about that as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I noticed in season two, by now, it had kind of gotten like really messy. I think season two, episode six, that was after Davey had started talking about Anissa's eating disorder mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And so I was like, man, six episodes into season three, and I'm not as stressed as I was. Yeah, I think this season in general, you know, it's great writing, et cetera, et cetera, characters acting all great. And I, w- I will say it didn't feel as drama filled as mm-hmm. the last season where I think it felt like a setup for episode for season four, almost where it's like very much like things I think are going to get wild in, ep- uh, in season four and we're getting a new love interest. And Paxton's coming back. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what they're going to do for season four. But to me, it felt very much of a setup in that yeah. way. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I, I, I know it probably has something to do with Davy maturing as well. Yeah. You know, but like the first yeah, season yeah, yeah. was just Davy kind of flying off the handle left and right because she was still grieving Mohan. And then second season was more of that actually. And this season is kind of it feels like she's kind of come to terms with it. There's a, a lot less Mohan uh, in the episodes, a lot uh, fewer flashbacks. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not shocked to see that Davies calmed down a little bit, but I would like for season four to kind of go back and get a little bit more of that chaotic energy that we had mm-hmm. in one and two, because that's what got me hooked on the show. But uh, yeah, this was kind of like uh, a little chill season to me, I think. Yeah, it, this is the season that you can watch and you're just like, wow, thank God. Not everything needs to be on high alert all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's nice. And we love Davy, and we want her to be wild because we listen. If anyone's gonna support her, you know it's the two of us. Yeah, it's got to be us. We uh, we too have a little Davy in us, and I know the listeners do too. So yeah, we got to support our girl through thick and thin. But Sasha, yes, you- we even got a review actually about yes. that specifically, <laughs> um, where they literally said they are a serial ghoster, serial um, serial dating app ghoster, and it's Cass saying Sasha makes me feel seen. Love you, besties. I mean, we love you too. And like, you know, we're not saying it's necessarily a good thing to ghost, but we understand. We right. Understand. Some, sometimes it's necessary. It is what it is. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> and we're at 13 reviews. Please. I know we're a little spotty with our content, but listen, Jewish holidays are happening. If any of you are Jewish, you know what I mean. Okay. Things are wild in time is on time. So leave us those reviews. Make sure we know that you're listening and that maybe we're not just talking out into the ether. Give us five stars only baby. All right. That's all we expect. That's all we deserve. And if not, maybe just leave your criticism, but still give the five star. (laughs) Yeah, we want those stars. Uh, So say what you want, but give us five stars. Period. And if you have any feedback, as always, make sure you're sending it to silentpodcastfeedback at gmail.com. It's in the description, so you don't need to write it down. And with that, I think we're ready, Chappelle, to talk Never Have I Ever Had a Meltdown. Uh, Yeah. Have you ever had a breakdown, Sasha? I mean, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? I don't know. Like, I literally five minutes before this podcast got in an argument for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is relatable content. I don't think I'm like a basket case or anything like yeah. that where I'm always on edge. But every now and then, if you're not taking care of your mental health, you can stress yourself out a little bit. And we all have a breaking point. You know, no one's judging anybody for having a breakdown because it seems like it's normal. You know, it, it's if you're it, I think that you know, mental health uh, is something that, you know, you should take seriously, but it also costs a lot of money to maintain that a lot of times. Um, And it's not always accessible to all, you know, economic backgrounds and, you know, uh, just there are a lot of barriers to that as well. And so if you have the opportunity, of course, to explore those things, we talk about it here, you know, Davey goes to therapy. If you can afford that or, you know, some sort of therapy, then go ahead and, uh, you know, um, make sure you pursue that. And take care of yourself because in this episode, Ben is doing a lot and he's not taking care of himself. And then we see what happens at the end. 100%. And there's also a lot of, I think, outside of, you know, even a want or a, a financial need. I agree, Chappelle. It's like sometimes, not sometimes, we live in a system, right, that is dictated by white supremacy and capitalism where it's almost like you are 
bad or you're doing something wrong if you take care of yourself or if you advocate for yourself or if you take up space in any way, et cetera, et cetera. So I, we, we're here to be that reminder for you to that that is white supremacy in any way showing up. And mm-hmm. we don't work within those systems. Absolutely not. Okay. We we reject them, even though they try to shove it down our throats. So, right. And even know. even white people, y'all are victim to this too. Yeah. This is like a system that was created a lot of you before you even got here. So, you know, the idea that you're not able to access this uh, therapy and stuff, there are still barriers as well, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just take care of yourself uh, because you don't want to end up in a situation like Ben, because dear God, this is probably the most embarrassing thing that you could ever tell anybody ever. Oh. Just, just unalive me. You know what I mean. At that point, it's just like, what is the reason? Mm. I, I can't. I anyway, but we'll get to it because now you know we we know. Okay, we're we're getting this buildup of Ben kind of trying to be, you know, master of all trades, trying to do everything, blah blah blah. Okay, Ben's doing the absolute most. He's being disrespectful to his acquaintances, friends, question mark, and his relationship, question mark, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're like, okay, what are we going to get? Because it starts with Ben's point of view with Andy Samberg, of course, narrating a day. Can you believe this was only one day? Or maybe if, yeah, I think it was only one day or one, maybe two max. So Ben wakes up after a quick, and he immediately works out. Okay, like he just like, that's that young strength, you know, that, that I miss because where mm-hmm. you just immediately get up and do something. So Ben quickly wakes up and does push-ups where I was like, I could never. I yeah. literally could never. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a teenage guy thing. It was just one of those things like I remember in high school, such a trend like, oh, you got to wake up and do like 25 push-ups a day. Or got then you got to do like you double it. And then you like, it's like to build that just that general like core strength that, you know, like uh, young men will have one day. Um, And it starts in high school. I'm sure that's just some stupid like thing that people pass down. But I miss those days where I actually cared enough to get up and do push-ups in the morning because now... I'm just not able to do it. But if, if you have it in you, go ahead and knock it out. Take care of yourself. Yeah, that, that's also part of being healthy, right? Is uh, healthy as in mentally. Endorphins that are released when you, you know, you do any kind of workout. Sex workout. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> listen, he starts studying right away, I guess, after his little workout. And he's typing up something, which I was like, oh, is this not like Ben that he's doing an assignment late? No, because I don't know if you saw that little pop-up, Chappelle, but the pop-up said Columbia early admission in 300 days. Yeah, he had a long-ass time to be worried about this. It could never be me. I don't think I think I wrote my senior, like it's not thesis because it was five pages, but my senior Mm. essay. I remember because Barack Obama had, I think, was running for or had just been elected. And mm-hmm. so I remember being like writing about that. I wrote that shit 6 a.m. and it was due at 9 a.m. Like yeah. that's me. I, I think I wrote my master's thesis the day it was due also. Oh, so no, I took that. <laughs> yeah. And I listen, I it passed and I mm-hmm. gra- I graduate 4.0. But listen, don't do like me. Like I'm this is not the standard. This is like. I'm just saying that's the frantic energy I have in life. But so good for Ben. And he's writing an essay, I have to say, about obsession and death, which I was like, hmm, 
it's giving foreshadowing. It's giving weirdness. I don't like mm. it. I don't like it for my guy Ben. It's it's just all messy. So you know, I just I needed to point that out. I feel like I'm lately because of Marvel getting into like the the minute details. Yeah, you're looking for those Easter eggs, those yeah. little uh, those little hidden things in the scenes. But that's a good mm-hmm. shout out because 300 days ahead of time is it's damn near a year, Ben. You you have plenty of time to worry about this. This is not something you need to like with your crazy schedule. This is not something that you really need to prioritize right now. Do a little bit, but you know every every uh, so often, or just wait until it's actually closer to the deadline. You know, there's like. Uh, two ends of the spectrum, right? It's what Sasha's doing on the very last day and doing it again one day. And it's what Ben's doing it when it really doesn't matter at all. And his opinions might even change about all of this in a, in a year. He'll You'll learn more. You'll have more nuance to your conversation. Um, but you're jumping ahead of, you know, of the gun right now, Ben. You have to wait. Pace yourself. You don't have the energy and the time for this. And we're going to see that throughout. Yeah. And it literally talks about obsession and betrayal and obviously death were a part of life then and continue to be today. The themes carry out from opening. Sir, take a break. Breathe. Mm -hmm. Just breathe. (laughs) I just need him to breathe anyway. So then after that, I feel like it's just getting more. I don't want to diagnose right, but manic because he's skipping meals and he's. Even though he has someone that he's privileged enough, right, to have someone to cook him food. Uh, and I, it's his nanny, right? And his work. So she's even worried that he's working too hard. But, of course, doesn't really have parents around to maybe check him or dad specifically, I think, in this case, as we saw. And then she asked him to slow down. But, of course, he refuses, telling her, you know, she has too much to do. And then Ben this is so funny because Ben jokes that, listen, my dad can't just bribe my way into a college like sport anymore. Varsity Blues kind of messed that up. Yeah. The documentary about that 2019 college admission scandal with Aunt Becky. Uh, Sasha, that's in your neck of the woods, right? They were uh, in your area. Did you hear a lot about that when it happened? Yeah. I mean, not before it, but I like rich people bucking the system. Wow. Who would have mm-hmm. thought that this stuff happens, right? Like, it's pretty obvious, I think. You know, anyone that's been to college, I think, can see. Even even if it's not, like, Ivy League, I think you can still... You still know those people that are like, right, I see how you got in. I mm-hmm. get it. So, it's just, are we surprised that rich people are doing slimy things to get their kids ahead? No! But at right. least Ben points it out. At least he's self-aware. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we do see that he now he's at school and he keeps eating. They're calling it meat sticks, but it's beef jerky, right? I don't, I don't yeah. eat it, so I don't know. But got it. Oh yeah, I used to be a beef jerky guy when I was in high school. It just, I don't know. Again, I just think this is just like a teenage. That's what I was going to say. Just like uh, grab a. Uh, I don't. I don't need to sit down and eat a meal. I could just grab a piece of, uh, you know, meat and go. And it's like. Okay, at some point, this is not going to work for you. I just look back on teenage me and think, how are you living like that? Because now I have to eat a full meal all the time. Like, every time I sit down to eat, it has to be a full meal with vegetables and everything. Because I just I just enjoy food so much more now. Yeah, it's just like, it's just one of those things where it makes me happy. Uh, I guess when you're a kid, you don't need food to make you happy a lot of times. But I did. I, I do it now. I mean, you know, so I don't see how Ben is getting away with this. Listen, I I just, you know, if we could all just go back and be like, wow, I wish I had that body and mindset Mm -hmm. (laughs) again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And (laughs) I was even running track. So it's like I even then I wasn't really wanting to eat food, but but I've always been a picky eater. So I get it anyway. So then 
he is very excited because he's made a potato famine, an Irish potato famine diorama. And then Paxton accidentally bumps into his project. And I love that Ben's like, you dumb. Ben calls him a dumbass. And I don't think he realized who he was talking to until Paxton tries to like square up to Ben. And Ben is like, no, 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 I'm good. I And I think in his mind, he was, he's just missing, I think, male bonding is what Andy Samberg says, right? Yeah, because Paxton stares him down like very quickly mm-hmm. and Ben folds like a lawn chair. He just like flips yeah. over and like just like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Um, and he's able to look at Paxton hanging out with the Hot Pockets and seeing what they have going on. And it looks like fun, but Ben doesn't know what fun is anymore. All he does is work and study. Um you know, to prepare for Columbia. Um, he's even studying for Latin in his European history class. Like that is the nerdiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the, the teacher kind of the teacher glances over her shoulder. I mean, over his shoulder to see like, oh, what is he really reading in my class? And it's literally another class. And so I was just like, I'm embarrassed by this actually. Uh, ben, this is overkill. It's just it's embarrassing, right? Like no one, and maybe you know we didn't. We didn't, I didn't go to an Ivy League school, so I don't understand that kind of hustle. And I hope that I will, you know, even though I'm living in the Bay Area, I pray that like if I have kids, like they don't get in that grind because it's gross and I don't, I don't like it. But oh my God, because Ben is currently taking 10 classes, Chappelle. Like that's crack. Yeah, that's wild. In in high school, why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, it's so bad that his books are literally overflowing out of his locker and just falling everywhere um, to the point where Trent even helps. And so that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, Trent literally was like, I mean, this is just embarrassing. And then he also is having sharp pains in his abdomen while all of this is happening. And he's still eating his weird meat sticks. And then Principal Grubbs shows up and says, hello, why are you taking 10 classes? You need to adopt two immediately. And then Ben refuses, of course, because listen, this is the second semester of junior year. That equals crunch time. He needs to work very hard. And she's like, no, shut up. Because I think he says, right, like, this is junior year, baby. And she's like, who would you call baby? Yeah, no, call me baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's oh she's sick God. of his stuff. You know, Ben is, uh, you know, it, it's very clear that even as an educator, you have to expect students to be ambitious, but also reel them back in when they, you know, when they start to uh, act out a little bit or they're doing too much. And so she has an issue with Ben, but she also has an ex- issue with Paxton because she's still waiting on his college essay um, because I guess he was going to send it. And then he, she didn't get it. And now it's the ni- next day and she didn't get it. I'm like, okay, that's me. That's speaking my language. Like, oh, I promise I'm going to get it to you. And then eventually it'll it'll make it there. Oh, we know. That's definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Ben, you know, overhears the conversation. And I think he's also, this is how I think we're seeing the A and B plot kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And then finally we get a new teacher. I think uh, Mr. Brighton and he is a, he looks disheveled, right? He's in hell. Yeah. Just horrible. And turns out he is telling the students or his class to assign each of them a task of teaching the lessons to each other, basically. Cause he's like, just do a PowerPoint presentation on different sections of your syllabus and go ahead because, and I love that Davey fights back. 
instead of just taking the extra work, I'm very surprised. And then he's like, oh, just like my ex-wife or my wife. No, my ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, got it. He's like the classic teacher getting divorced. Mm, and he's not handling it well. Uh, no. So he's basically he can't focus on these kids right now. So he's uh delegating, you know, he's telling the kids. You all teach the class and I'm going to sit here and sulk. But the kids realize that, okay, you're the teacher. Why are we doing this? And, um, you know, Ben especially probably is realizing that I need you to teach me. This is AP physics, I believe. And if Ben is going to get into college, he's going to need to pay attention to this. He's probably going to need a real teacher, not, you know, just switching, you know, books and and groups with uh, the other students. So um, this is a bad look for their class and our first appearance of this new teacher. I don't think we're going to get much more of him in the Mm-mm. future, though. No, I think he's one and done, unfortunately. But turns out also public schools are shit. So <laughs> funding wise, I mean. So I get it. Poor guy. He's like, I can't keep doing this. You're in and you're out at this point. Do you? And you know what? I think that gives me an easy A in AP physics. So who am I to drag this man? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But that's why you and I would never do anything STEM related necessarily. IRL. Uh, And then it turns out, right, you need to quickly team up. Ben and Davey are sitting by each other. Of course, the two nerds have to be together. And then Trent immediately is like, oh, my my friend and this guy, uh, we have to be together. Mm-hmm. He wants to partner up with Crazy Davy and the kid whose name he doesn't know, which is Ben. Um, which is bold because we do find out that Ben's last group partner switched classes because he said Ben's emails were uh, so violently smug. Um, and so basically, nobody wants to work with Davy and Ben really. Like you would think, everybody does because the grades would probably be easy. Uh, but at the same time, um, they're kind of a uh, brats about their uh, schoolwork. You know, they're intense, and so it, it's kind of scary to work with people like them. I mean, if you have any self-respect, right, maybe you don't want to work with people like this. But who am I to talk? Because I'm very competitive human, and I'm sure people feel that way about me. So I get it. It is what it is. Uh, but anyway, so but we know what Trent's doing. Trent is the smartest because he said, no, I'm doing this because I need the A, and you can just, like, come for me. It's fine. And then they're finally deciding, hey, when are we going to meet? And then this is where we're seeing Ben's ridiculous schedule because he says yeah i have time between 1 15 and 2 a.m and right. he, he's not kidding you know what i mean like i felt like he fully expected them to be like okay let's try to make it work yeah those are the fabiola eve phone call conversation times hours you know um you know when her <laughs> fab's like oh yeah i gotta stay up to one in the morning to talk to right. Eve. yeah we thought fab was wilding and now we think uh you know ben is as well um and it's hard to work with his schedule but when davy lays it out that okay well ben if you're not going to be available trent will just have to do your part ben knows okay screw that i have to make time for this because there's no way he's gonna put his grades in the hands of trent Screw my Mandarin class. And listen, you could do Mandarin in college. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to take everything in high school and, like, overburden yourself like this. Like, stop. Uh, But he has to get into Columbia, baby. And then uh, I love this whole segment because then he's about to – he's feeling a sharp pain again, Chappelle. So now I'm distressed. I'm like, what is going to happen for my guy? 
I don't know. Okay, I don't know. And then after class, we do see, which is like, right, this, I, we would never see this grouping together because after class, Trent, Davy, and Ben are in her room working on the project. And then Davy's like calling out his pain. But Ben jokes that, you know, and they're just like going back and forth on classes and who has more classes? Stop this. Yeah, I, this is pretty bad, though, because they're trying to talk to Ben about these 11 classes. Uh, I mean, these 10 classes he's taking. Davey's taking 11, but she has three electives that she doesn't really care about. Like she says, she has two arts and a nature walk. So she's aware that, you know, putting more on your plate is not necessarily going to make you look better if you're not performing to your highest ability. Right. So if Davey gets all A's and three of them are these blow off classes, that's fine because Ben is probably not going to be able to get all A's on, you know, his 10 intense classes. Um, and that's fine with Davey because she's trying to beat Ben anyway. Like, so when uh, he's sitting a, a, in the crowd with the general population, uh, she's going to be up on stage Pop. doing her. Yeah. in Gen Pop, she's going to be doing her valedictorian speech or whatever. And so they're just trying to talk some sense into him because Ben is not seeing things clearly. Yeah, and here's another piece where I think you can really see how Ben and Davey are the only two people that can really get through to each other because they just match up so good on an intellectual level. And I think sometimes when you connect with someone like that, it's so hard to not constantly, I think, see them in that way or like reach for them consciously, subconsciously. So I I unfortunately do get it. But <laughs> Trent... Also, I feel like that they answered the question about Trent and AP classes here, which I have to say I personally appreciated because it was too big of a plot hole for me. Because why is Trent in AP classes? Well, it turns out anyone can take AP classes, which I thought that's not a thing. You definitely had to take the pre-AP class and uh, I think get a certain grade to be approved yeah. to get into AP. But, you know, you do you, Trent. Maybe charmed the the office person i don't know and i love that he's like because i just want to get a d and i'm good because a d in an ap class is basically a c in a regular class which i guess it's true so you yeah. know i just i appreciate them filling that plot hole for me yeah i actually can relate to this a little bit when i was in high school i remember uh my freshman year i was in the pre-ap classes and then you know your sophomore year they're like okay now you're gonna put you in ap classes and during sophomore year i started to realize I'm working really hard in these AP classes for the same A that the other kids yep. are getting in the regular classes, right? And so I was like, well, I'm going to switch classes. So I, me, thinking I'm smarter than the system, I went and I switched my classes uh, like halfway through like the first semester. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to get in regular, you know, uh, like classes. And um, I did. And I went and I made like a bunch of friends and I was making A's in the classes. It was stress-free. The following year, one of the assistant principals legit came and got me out of like my regular history. Oh my god, that happened to me too. But with yeah. my English teacher, she <laughs> caught they, me going into the other class. Yeah, that literally happened to me. He came and got me. He was just like, "You have to fix your schedule because it's not, it's it's not challenging enough for you. There's no reason why you should be in that class." And I was miserable. I was so sad because one, I had just made all these friends. Uh, but but two, now I have to work a little bit harder, and I hated that. So I when I understand Trent's thought process because an A is an A. Yeah, no, I completely understand that as well because for me, also my the oh, my pre AP teacher caught me because she was like, "You should be in an AP English class." Why are you going down the regular hallway? And mm -hmm. she said it in front of that teacher. And yep. she's like, no, this girl should not be in this class. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, if I ever catch you in this hallway, like, 
not talking to me, but just like in general, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, end it, end it. No, I don't want this. I was trying to easy to way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why we're friends. Let's be very clear. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so I just, you know, like I said, I need to point it out. While all of this is happening, the door is closed. I don't know if you noticed it, but I immediately was like, why is the door closed? She's going to get in trouble. This is stupid. And then Davies, of course, Melanie walks in yelling for her to keep the door open while boys are in the room. I mean, this is better than me. I would never have be allowed to have any boy in my room. It don't matter who the boy is. Davy's pretty reckless. We already know that. Uh, but True. she even says that, you know, from Davy's point of view, uh, Ben and Trent don't even register as boys to her. They're just there. You know, they, these are my partners in class. I, I She wasn't looking at them in that way. Uh, imagine that, uh, you know, guys and girls having platonic friendships that aren't sexual in any way. Right. But the thing is, I hear Davy. But I really don't believe her because although she's acting like, you know, you can see it on her face that she really wasn't thinking about them like that. You did date Ben. Like, you know, like. That's what like, I was going to say. I was like, yeah. you made out multiple times with one of two. Right. Guys. Don't gaslight us. We see we 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 saw, you know, the last two seasons, this will they won't they this cheating and all this other stuff. Maybe Trent is not on your radar at all, but there's because well, there he's dating her something. best friend. Right, exactly. But there was something there between uh, Davy and Ben at one time, uh, even though she tries to make Melanie feel, Melanie feel a lot, like a lot better about it by shutting that down. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's fine. And then Melanie says, OK, it's fine. Rye's coming over for dinner. You know, so do you as in all of them? This is very Indian mom, right, where everyone's invited to dinner. It's very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever's in the house needs to eat a lot so david said no 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 i'll have whatever frozen crap we have i don't think i would ever turn down even in high school my mom's food yeah i don't yep. i don't get it you know how uh Davy is. You know she uh, was very anti like uh, Indian food a lot of that's times true, and true. traditions and stuff. So she's like, "Oh, here we go again, doing more Indian stuff." Like Davy, chill, uh, because you know Trent is like, "I'm catching this meal." Uh, Trent oh is my god, so good, <laughs> so funny. Um, because Ben is like, you know, I have six hours of homework. I can't stay. We don't really hear from Trent. I just assume Trent is gonna leave. Absolutely not. Because they're going downstairs. Okay, Davy, I think looks not bummish. She's comfortable. It's her house. And she sees Dex at the table. Yeah. Slug boy is back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is who Ben says is the cousin that wasn't a cousin because while he was throwing up at Trent's party, uh Davy and Des were connecting, and you know, the fireworks were there, and Ben almost missed it all because he was uh so drunk playing uh taking shots with Fabiola. Yeah, and we know Ben is very much still in love with or in like with Davy. So mm. all of a sudden. Ben is like, nah, I think I'm going to stay for dinner. And then yeah. I love how Trent is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This cardamom is hidden, so you got to stay. And Davy runs because they, I think Nalini should have known that, you know, hey, a boy is coming over. Davy look, look better. At least my mom was a G because she would be like, you know that her son is coming over, right? And don't look stupid. And I would be the one to be like, he... I don't care and look, come out looking crazy, but good for, you know, I guess good for Davy. She runs upstairs, looks amazing. And she comes back down. Now they're at dinner. And again, Ben is very much struggling to comprehend what's going on. And at dinner, Davy subtly confronts 
slug boy for not texting her. And, yeah. <laughs> and I love Ben because at this whole point, I think Ben sees the like train crash in front of him because he's realizing that, oh, Des has not texted her back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says Davey's getting screwed over by another hot dummy. And I was thinking, Paxton didn't really screw Davey over, you know, but uh, but yeah. I, I but I get it, Ben. You know, he's like, it's another hot guy that Davey is uh, clearly more probably more physically attracted to than him. And he's not they're not treating her right again, uh, you know, because Davey says, you know, were you camping in the woods or doing a tech <laughs> cleanse or something where you couldn't have your phone? Like, what is the reason why you weren't texting me? What is the reason? You know, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's very obvious that Des has ghosted her. Yeah, and it really be your own mom, right? That screws mm. you. Because his mom was like, no, I can't get this kid off the phone. Read the room, adult. Right. Read the room. You got to put your mom to the side. You do. Uh, my mom did that me- to me in college one time. <gasps> uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, she and I were like, we were beefing. Uh, and I don't remember what it was about. I just was like, I wasn't I wasn't happy with her at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, she was living with me. That's what it was. And she's just like horrible. I was like, you got to like clean up, like stop being a bum. It was really oh, a whole no. thing. And my mom, I told my mom this kind of venting to her. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got to put her out. I got to put her out. I don't know what to do. And so uh, I want to say my mom came to like one of the football games or something like that at Prairie View. Mm-hmm. And um, like all my my friends that know me really well, they're like going to speak to my mom. And she just got like kind of out of nowhere just says like, oh, I'm surprised you're on Chappelle's shit list right now. Like, <gasps> I'm surprised you're hanging out. And I hadn't told her yet. I was still trying to figure out the way to kick this woman out of my house. Um, and my oh, mom just no, blurted no, it out. No, no, no. Yeah. After that, I had to pull this aside like, listen. Whatever I tell you, this is like a trust circle. Like, it does not leave us. Like, you say that to me and only me. And I, I if, if you can't be trusted, I will never tell you anything else. She and I have been on the same page ever since. But I, we had to have a meeting about that one. Because I was like, now nah, I got to deal with this crazy woman, too. You know, yeah, so, I've been uh, there. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes My- <laughs> you just have to have that, that conversation. Mm-hmm. My mom said it to someone I was like in a situationship with like I I mean I told my mom like hey because it was my graduation dinner so I was like he's gonna be there but don't be asking like questions because this is like a situation like this is nothing real it's just it's convenient at this moment so and like he's a Pakistani like I'm Indian Pakistani I'm Jewish he's Muslim right it wasn't gonna happen for us so um you know we weren't gonna be those people to cross those cultural lines anyway so i was like mom you know just like be careful and then so my dad obviously shows up from new york and he's looking at this man and i was like shit because i and i can't even speak in i can't even tell my dad in a different language because this guy knows the same language oh so i'm like jesus what do i do i wish we spoke hebrew anyway so yeah so i might Anyway, so my dad's staring him down. So, and he's just like looking at me kind of like, with, I don't understand. Why did I come? And then my mom looks at him and I'm introducing everyone, right? Because it's like a good amount of people. And then my mom, come, and then I come to him and she's like, oh, I know who you are. Oh my God, mom, no. <laughs> why? Into the whole table. And I literally, why? I just, to this day, I'll be like, remember that time you did this? <laughs> yeah, you can't let her live it down. I'm telling you, you have to have those tough conversations with your parents because they yeah. don't, they don't know any better. I know, and I feel like I would be that parent too, so I understand. Oh like, yeah, messy. Mistake, yeah, messy. I would be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is that friend. I know who this is. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did think it was interesting though that uh, you know 
been assumed that uh des was a hot dummy you know that like you know they're like oh it's always oh, ignoring davy or not treating her right with like des is far from dumb you know and that's what kind of makes him even more threatening to ben's position because ben and davy's always had a, this intellectual connection and like oh we're the smart kids well now des is here and he's not only is he high but he's also you know smarter than you know smart or at least comparable to ben and davy and so now ben is getting jealous and it's kind of awkward too yeah, just got into Stanford early, right? Look at look at the Indian mom bragging on her. <laughs> like, I see you. Again, things that were very unfortunately frustratingly normal, I have to say, where it's very competitive. It's very like, well, look at my kid. They did this well. Or it's very much like my kid ain't shit, which is what Melanie kind of does to Davey, right? And it's like, but look at Anissa or look at this other Indian kid and how amazing they are. So I, oh, it, that was gross. And I felt it. It felt it deep because anyone that's Indian, I'm sure your parents at one point or the other have done this. And especially with the cousins, when you're just like, damn, we're family. Like, why are you trying to start a rivalry? <laughs> Yeah, pitting y'all against each other for sure. Um, and yeah, it it it. I know it it cut you deep because it got Ben. He almost choked to death uh, when he found out that uh, Dad's gotten to Stanford early. Um, and I oh, I, I love it. I love when they pulled the the food shouldn't be spicy. Ben, are you okay? <laughs> like I added milk to yours, and I screamed. I was like, I know y'all are not adding milk into people's food so that they probably uh, or at least yogurt. Yogurt probably would have been more really like South Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. When my husband eats, um, well, I keep kosher, right? So I can't mix milk and meat. But um, when he finishes like a meal, because uh, he likes pretty spicy food. So he'll then eat rice and yogurt. And a okay. pickle. Like, but Indian pickle is different. It's not like a cucumber. Like, it's yeah. it's different. It's, spice. it's like has spices and stuff. But yeah, like, that's what they eat. That's what his family eats after a meal. Like, it, and it actually helps with gut health because uh, it's yogurt. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ben definitely needed gut health in his episode. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I was like, he actually should have uh, had a lot of yogurt. You know, he should have yogurt cups if you're going to go for easy meal. Mm. But bless his heart, you know, he can't be bothered for a spoon. So I guess I get it. Anyway, so now the next day, Ben asks Davy if she likes Des, which I was like, oh, okay, moves. And mm-hmm. Davy's also, I think, a little like, are we talking about this? Okay, I, I guess we can. Um, and then they're talking about, well, why did, you know, he leave me hanging for so long, blah, blah, blah. And I think Ben is feeling pity in this moment so he's just like stop trying to try so hard like just stop trying so hard in general with your life you know because she was trying too hard with Paxton too unfortunately and just ask him out and then let's see what happens yeah um and it's and this is this is a good spot for them though you know like now they're talking about their their who they're dating with each other I think after the whole make out uh party with the the drama club I think they're a little bit more open to seeing each other yes. you know moving their own spaces um but yeah it's clear that Ben was jealous and that he didn't love seeing Davy acting so thirsty but he still tries to give her some advice he just tells her to go for it um you know even though she was ghosted now I, I told you for me not hey, you ghost me that's it you're dead to me uh like you have to be some kind of special for me to put that to my side because my my trash ego would not allow it but i was happy that davy was able to see that advice and think okay maybe i will ask des out and text them first 
Mm-hmm. And ask them out. Oh my god. My ego would not allow it. But Davy is not me, you know? It's just not. Well, but thankfully you maybe would make the first move, right? So you wouldn't be in this situation. Right. But still. But if I get ghosted, I'm sorry. You know, like, oh, you didn't exactly. take me back. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. And then you oh, like I would have been so much more rude at that uh dinner party. Dear Same. God. Like my mom would have had to slap the hell out of me. Like, because yep. I would be like, why are you acting like this in front of people? I was like, I, at this point, it's worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old me, of course. The old Listen, me. I am, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, we're on the same page. Uh, and then, you know, while that's happening, I think that's kind of wraps up that piece right now. But then we're in calculus class. And turns out there was an essay due. Yes, you heard it right. An essay in calculus class about how calculus, right, is applicable in real life or some shit. I can't be bothered. No, yeah. couldn't be me. It's funny. I I like that the teacher is uh is assigning this for one because this would have been my favorite day of calculus class because an essay in math. That's I'll take true. It. You know, I'll take it. Um, but it's also that shady thing where um the, you know calculus teachers, physics teachers, teachers who like uh teach like these high level STEM class. A lot of times, kids are like, "When am I gonna use this in the real world? You know, when am I gonna need this?" I have, I've been, listen, I've been very old for a very long time, and I've never mm-hmm. used Pythagorean theorem, theorem once, like in my entire adult life. But I did have to learn it in high school, and so I think that it's one of those things where teachers probably get tired of hearing that. So they're like, "Yeah, so now you're gonna write the essay and tell me exactly how you could use this, um, or you're gonna shut up about it." Um, and Ben, who uh, has apparently been so busy, I think, listening to audiobooks midway through classes. He missed the assignment altogether, and now he might get a zero. Yeah, and that means he might get a B, baby. So instead of learning about things like health and finance, you know, which are non-essential, apparently, you have to learn about calculus. It's just this teacher was going in on all Mm -hmm. of them, and I loved it. Anyway, so that was kind of where I was like just drop the class you need to drop a class Ben just drop it just drop it end it but no you know he's still trying to figure it out Ben walks out (sighs) and I think it was like a little bit of a panic attack a little bit of the here a little bit of you know mix it all together and as he walks out of class he feels the same pain and is about to collapse and of who is around but his bestie packed yeah stress will exacerbate you know your physical issues in a heartbeat you know like it's so it's so bad for you stress is and so for him to be going through all of this and stressing himself out like whatever pain he was having it was going to eventually get worse um he thought he had appendicitis or something like he thought his appendix just burst um and paxton was there to save him but this is mortifying because he can barely walk and paxton has to carry him out of the school and i wanted to vomit he literally says can you carry me in a more in, in a less emasculating way, I would die, right? Like, because I think he thinks he's appendicitis, which is fine, right? As you said, like, I think that's a normal thing that you're just like, oh, shoot, it happened. My appendix burst. But it's about to get really bad for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Because one thing your body's going to do is give you a pause yeah. if you're if you're not treating it the way it's supposed to be treated. It will mm-hmm. find a way to pause. And I, I bet you it's at the most inopportune time. 
and and this is as bad as it gets, right? Like you think you have appendicitis, your your you know former nemesis, aka like the rival that you have for this girl that you know she cheated on you with, is he's right there, the coolest guy in school, the person who you, who you never want to see, you know, you in this position of weakness, and he's carrying you to the hospital essentially uh like putting you in the most vulnerable position ever and then to get to the hospital and find out that it's not even appendicitis dear god i would cry because at the oh my god i would just oh i can't anyway turns out that the pain that he's experiencing is actually impact a result of impacted fecal matter in his colon caused by stress and poor diet yeah, I truly would want the earth to open at that point. Right. Yeah, he's full of shit. Ben is full <laughs> of shit. And Paxton is, I mean, basically grinning when he realizes that that's exactly what the doctor is saying. Uh, ben is still yeah. Ben, ben. It's so weird that Ben is like not able to turn that off. Like he he even asked the, the doctor where she did her residency. Ben, keep up. Like for episodes, people have been telling you, stop being a jerk all the time. He can't stop. He can't help himself. Uh, with Anissa, with Fabiola, it's so condescending. And even to the doctor who's basically telling him, like, not only are you full of shit physically, but you're also kind of full of shit, you know, like in your personality. He can't even like pause to see the irony in the situation and he's being a jerk. Um, <laughs> but this is really bad. I just, I, I didn't know that this could happen to somebody, but uh, he hasn't been eating right and taking care of himself. So here you go. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know when will you know be the wake-up call for him but it is what it is i guess it, it when i talk about his condescension not necessarily his um mm. his, like his schedule so anyway yeah. even though I, I mean it could be both right like uh, you know well that's what you be, pray yeah you hope you hope for the best they exactly so then yeah so <laughs> he you know it's not it might not pass naturally so it turns out he needs to go into surgery and you need someone 18 and over. Mm -hmm. And Paxton, <gasps> a grown ass man. So <laughs> Paxton, like, I mean, uh, Darren or Jer no, he's Darren. Yeah. Darren, Darren yeah. is, <laughs> why do their names like rhyme? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, is 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the actor's 30, Ooh. what, 32 by this time? Yeah, but, I think, <laughs> yeah, he's probably 32. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, he Paxton can stay. Grown. He can mm -hmm. stay because um, oh, this is so sad, right? Ben's, he, they did talk to Ben's parents. Dad's in Arizona. I don't know where the F his mom was. Maybe they're both in Arizona. And then his um, nanny can't get there in time or something. So yeah. it's very unfortunate. Yeah. And so um, Paxton says he's willing to stay while y'all empty the shit from Ben. He literally says that, like, I guess I can be here while y'all empty the shit from him. Um, and what is um, Andy Serberg says, if there was a merciful God, he would just kill him. But there's, but he had no other choice. Like, Ben needed to be humbled. And this is exactly what happens. Yeah, you know, this is where I think for other folks that are like, Ben is so condescending, at least he got a, a lot of his comeuppance right now. Mm -hmm. it, like again if nothing else will humble you this is this is the moment yeah this, it was just so sad for him i think the saddest part is like that no adult in his life could somehow show up for him yeah I, like this kid's just constantly being failed right this is exactly what we saw in his episode last time 
Yeah, he so just uh, Andy Samberg stands only shows up when Ben's family is basically deserting him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's hard to watch, um, and then it gets even more embarrassing because not only do they have to clean the shit out of him, but now Paxton has to sit around and wait for Ben to fart. Oh my. <laughs> I truly and the doctor couldn't be bothered, right? The doctor literally is like teenage boys. How did I get stuck with them? This mm-hmm. awful. The doctor hates Ben and Paxton. Paxton um is living his best life. Ben is just like, I can't do this anymore. Just just throw me over. But no, you know, we're just we're gonna wait while while he rustles the sheets. <laughs> Ew, so gross so horrible like why why is that a joke anyway so while they're talking about this um they finally think have a breakthrough about Davy because I think Paxton finally asks Ben about Davy and they both are jealous of each other which is wild yeah Paxton uh is not able to connect to Davy the way that Ben is because they don't have that intellectual thing that uh you know or like the academic side of each other um and so yeah he's always kind of looked at Ben as a threat to that you know part of his relationship Mm -hmm. with Davy and you know of course we know Ben was always jealous of Paxton um but um this is interesting because again we see it all the time they're always drawn to each other Ben and Davy because they can go there with each other when Ben's stressing about his schedule it's Davy who's able to say look i too am you know very smart and very ambitious but i am seeing that i need to pay attention to myself right now and take care of myself um and Ben does the same thing with Davy he's like why don't you ask out Des what's wrong with you why are you acting like this and even though they're jerks to each other they speak each other's language and Paxton it works. and everybody it works else for them it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very apparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so I understand, but and I think then Ben is also able to share how he feels about Paxton and Davy. So it turns out they're both jealous of each other, which was a nice little breakthrough for them. Um, and I think they were maybe they're now able to move past it because of it because they're able to I think finally have that conversation that they never did before because they're. Allegedly, life should have never in- intersected. So anyway, yeah. while that's happening, right, Ben is also talking about, listen, I need to get into college for my dad. You know, he went to Columbia. I want to be going to Columbia. That's why I'm working myself so hard, basically. And then Paxton, I guess, shares a little bit and is like talking about his college essay. And then you you hope this is like your job uh Chappelle so yeah it was unfortunate but I think Paxton starts sharing about his sister who's adopted and Ben is like hello that's that's gold mine you need to write that and unfortunately so true mm-hmm. I mean uh, students are are like this a lot though they will have like this this roadblock to writing essays mm-hmm. talking about themselves because they can't see their life story they can tell it, they can tell it to you but they don't know that that's compelling right um and so for Paxton he's just like yeah I have this a sister who was adopted like I'm a good brother but that's nothing to talk about like yes it is it's it's what makes you you and that's what you should be writing about so yeah Ben was able to catch on that that was an area where Paxton needed his help and Paxton was able to give Ben his help too you know by saying um, your parents should be proud of you. Your dad should be proud of you. If Paxton was his dad, then he would be very proud because Ben has been working so hard toward his grades mm. that he hasn't had, had time to have a bowel movement in 16 days. So, I mean, they're bonding over the fact that they can kind of speak the language that they need to in this moment and uh, see eye to eye. It, it helps that Davey's not involved, honestly. You exactly. Know, so they can, yeah, they can focus on each other and, and, you know, and kind of steer each other in the right direction. 
and not feel like they're attacking or they're vying for someone's attention or love, right? Because I think it's pretty obvious, maybe I'm wrong, is that Paxton still has something for Davy. I I don't know if it's necessarily feelings, but I think maybe he misses what he had at least. I'll say that. Uh, So, yeah. And then Ben finally helps him with his college essay, which, you know, it's unfortunate that you sometimes I feel like have to put on like this trauma show for colleges, but it is what it is. Use what you got, I guess. And then uh, they kind of work on it together. And then at night, while everyone's asleep, you couldn't hear anything. Ben was able to pass gas and he was able to leave the damn hospital. Yeah, which is, I'm glad it's just si- silent and, uh, you know, we can move on from the fart jokes. But these are, these are high school kids. You know, no- nothing is funnier to kids than, like, people falling down and people farting. Yeah, which, listen, I get it. Okay, I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, I, it's, again, it has a nice moment. And then Ben is at home resting, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And his dad shows up from Arizona, finally. So, which I was like, his dad is like, what is his mom doing? Like, why yeah. is his dad? Anyway, it is what it is, right? Uh, and then they have a really great heart to heart about Ben wanting to lighten his load because I felt like, tell me what you think. Because at first, it felt like his dad was like, oh, you worked really hard. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, cu- not kudos, but kind of kudos, right? Yeah. It, uh, for me, it felt like, his dad was, you know, you know, trying to reinforce what Ben was doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. so Ben is like, I'm a, like, I've clearly been working hard enough and I've stressed myself out. And his dad's like, yes, you're just like me, you're a workaholic. Like, yes. it, was a, it was like a way of like encouraging him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, don't be too embarrassed about this. Like, this is something I would do. But when Ben finally steps back and says, but I don't want to be like this, his dad's like, well, I'm glad you mentioned it because, you know, why are you, you know, trying to do this to impress me when I will always be proud of you. I'll always love you. And I mean, it was, it was probably like the most touching moment that we've had for Ben so far. Um, and again, this is where my eyebrow is raised and like, okay, I like that we're having this moment, but I mean, it sounds like Ben's going to be more important to the plot moving forward, you know, because why would you go out of your way to show us this amazing moment with Ben's dad if he's not going to be a major player later on? So I think when I was watching this the first time, I started thinking, oh, are we going to get more Ben and Davey? I don't know. Listen, it mm, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Right. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but I can see now that you've said it, I, I see it, but not yeah. before that, unfortunately. And then... We get, like I said, that beautiful moment. I'm just, I'm just grateful that Ben is able to have this moment with his, with an adult that loves yeah. him and that cares about him, which is so sad to say. But I just, I don't know. I feel like it's unfortunate, and I'm sure this happens, right? The poor little rich boy, where it's like he has everything, but he actually has nothing. His first real meal in how many days? Sixteen? No, I think the bowel movement was sixteen days. Yeah, bowel movement. In was how many? In how many ever days? His first real meal was at Davy's house. Yeah. Um. It's one of those things where some people feel like they're loved but for what they can do. And Ben is like, mm. I have to perform. I have to achieve so that, you know, I can find some self-worth. I need to get the attention that they're not giving me. And the only way I can do it is by making them proud of what I can do, what I can accomplish. And uh, here his dad is saying, it's unconditional. I'm proud of you. I don't care what you're going to do. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because so yes. many people 
are workaholics and overachievers because they're looking for validation for someone else. And, you know, you do it for yourself, you know, but then also there's a limit to that too. You know, you have to take care of yourself. So do it for yourself within reason. Um, and, you know, when you hear that you're loved unconditionally, it, I think it does make you feel better and feel like you could take your foot off the gas a bit. Mm-hmm. Remember, your work is not your worth. It yeah. just isn't, period. Don't matter what anyone says. Because, listen, if you're in a hospital trying to pass anything, they're going to replace you. Right. Exactly. That's a that's a good daily affirmation, though. Like if you're stressing out at work, just tell yourself that is this is not your worth. That you're the, the the this job could end tomorrow and you're still going to be you. Um, and there's you're going to be valuable and you're going to be able to, you know, move on to other things. And so, yeah, don't ever let your job define you. And it's not and we're not saying, you know, right. We're not coming from like a classist place of like it's easy mm-hmm. to be that way or but you will be okay. And that, and that yeah. we have to, again, like, like we said at the start full circle, but we have to break out of these systems, right. That are constantly like pushing down on us in that way. So that, you know, PSA again, but uh, with that, the next day, Ben does make a decision. He goes to uh, principal grubs and says, I'm going to be dropping calc and stats. We're truly worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even for my master's when I had to take like some kind of a math, like not actually a math, but you know, like you had to have that kind of a credit for like a well-rounded master's, I guess. So I took social statistics. Okay. Which was very much where you still had to write essays on um, stats and why things are the way they are. So, and you more had to analyze. So that's the kind of math I will like to do. And I can't do this nonsense. Um, And then she is very happy. And she's like, yes, this is exactly what you need. We move on. And then she's about to go to Paxton. But then guess whose advice? Mr. Ben takes. He's like, actually, I would like to add an elective. Uh, Again, she is constantly in his brain. I think subconsciously or Consciously, I don't know, but constantly she's there. And yeah, he's adding an art elective instead, which I appreciate. I think you have to be well-rounded, right? You can't just be constantly stuck on this STEM Ferris wheel of life. And then she also spots Paxton, our A and B story coming together, and praises him for his college essay as well. She said it made him tear up and... Paxton looks at Ben for appreciation, which is, again, Paxton is in his, I feel like his, like, worthy, I'm leaving my F-boy era behind. Yeah, he's so much more mature than Ben and Davey yes. are. Just, like, finally, you know, we get to see that part of him because he is 18. And I think there is uh, some merit to, like, a high school student turning 18, you know, to that, like, that rite of passage that, like, people have in, in the United States for sure, where it's like, okay, now you're an adult, you know, like, you're graduating, you need to start to... Uh, hold yourself to a higher standard or to kind of carry yourself a certain way and of, of course a lot of that is re- unrealistic expectations that people just put on each other like there's no like rule book that says at 18 you should be acting like this uh, but I think Paxton is kind of like leaning into that that era where he's just like no mm-hmm. I'm growing up I'm I'm learning a lot more and uh he's you know he's been in a position where he's stressed about college you know um yeah. he's he's working on his essay right now but he's not stressing like I mean when we first met Paxton and he was injured you know by when Davey got him hit by the car, um, that's when he was stressing, you know, like he didn't know what he was going to do after he couldn't swim, but now he's like chilled a little bit. And so I'm, I'm happy to see him here where he's actually, um, 
using his other skills to to get ahead as, as opposed to just kind of relying on his charm or his looks or his athletic ability. Big, big agree to all of that. You know, we we love growth. We love yeah. to see it. We love to see it. And then we do get our, our main character does come back real quick because Ben does find Davey, um, who tells him that, listen, I'm going to go out on a date with Des, with Slug Boy. And thanks for your advice. Mm, I'm sure the pain might come back, but in a different, you know, maybe it's in the heart this time, not the, not the stomach and, or maybe he got punched in the gut. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, she does thank him. And then Trent, this, I feel like was the sweetest, sweetest moment of the show because Trent meets Ben and Ben is like, oh God, oh God, what is he going to do? And just says, thank you for helping my boy out. And do you want to come hang out with us for like helping my friend and being a good guy? And I love Ben says with the, with the with the hot pockets. Yeah, and Jen's like, "What's that? You're telling me not one person has told them they're the hot pockets." I just, I just don't think about like you know you don't say that's something you say about somebody but not to somebody like oh yeah, look at the hot pockets right. over there. But then when you're in their face like oh hey you know. Um, but yeah, this was so funny. Trent throws the soda can at uh, at Ben, like just hits him in the back with the soda can. And yeah. Him, you know, like any friend of his friend is also a friend. And so we see a lot of growth from people. You know, Ben had a moment where he could have been a jerk to Davey or, you know, acted jealously uh, about, you know, Davey and Daz. And he actually puts it to the side and kind of encourages her. And then we see Trent even acknowledging Ben as a person and Ben getting to bond with these other male students and, uh, you know, actually have friends um because i don't care what he says he doesn't have any and so no, no, he's um, negative not even zero like he's losing actively losing more and more right and he's enjoying life he's he's stress-free for the first time in a very long time and this was a happy end to this episode yeah and i liked it right like i think it's it's a nice moment i agree with you that why is it episode six? We only have mm -hmm. four more left. We only have one more season left. So I understand the character development. And I think we got a Paxton character development as well. A little bit. But I feel like I needed more. I needed more mess. Yeah. This is it. It's so it's it's chill. It's really chill. But it's like, in a way, yes, I'm happy Davy is not going through the the crazy stuff that she was going through last season. I mean, the stuff with Anissa actually was so dark. You know, it's like it was it's a fun show, but they were mm -hmm. tackling some very serious stuff. It's like I'm good with them stepping away from it, but I I don't want them to lose the essence of the show too. Like the the chaoticness of Davy was one of the things that endeared her to us. And so right now it's like she's not as chaotic. She's growing up and uh it's just a different tone from what we're used to. Yeah, very much agree. But let's see, because I think it is going to get crazy in the next episode, right? There's a debate. There's a fire. There's mm. lots of mess coming. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. Can't can't wait. Okay, y'all, like, don't, we will be back. We will try to do it every week. <laughs> Just, like I said, in time is on time. So we're we're trying. All right, we're trying our best. And I know y'all don't care either, because you're you're along the ride. Yeah, y'all y'all are with us for the long haul. So, uh, yeah, if you don't get an episode every week, it's it's because you know, it's the holidays. We're trying our best here. Uh, we're just trying to keep up with everything. We got a lot going on. Um, I'm still talking about like 
17 other shows, The Walking Dead, Abbott Elementary, uh, Atlanta, all on post-show recaps, nothing but Netflix on Rob Has a Podcast. And of course, you know, here hanging out with Sasha all the time, doing some guest appearances over on like different podcasts. Uh, I just guested on the White Lotus podcast on post-show recaps, and I'll be on Tuka and Birdie on the Pojack Horse Pod. So we got a lot going on. There's plenty of content to go around for me. So follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with that. Great. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. And I'm also covering the amazing race weekly here on Silent Podcast. Been so much fun. Uh, so that'll be out soon as well. This new episode. And I'm covering all mess all the time. Uh, over on Rob has a podcast slash mess feed, aka the mess magnets, baby, where Kirsten and I are just constantly getting ourselves into trouble at this point, right? Like, I, I think that's just the best way to describe what Mess Magnets is. And uh, in addition, I'm also talking She-Hulk, which is almost over. Chappelle, I can't believe it. Last episode comes out tomorrow. No, in two days. So the finale's out. Um, but Jason Reed and I cover that over on Post Show Recaps, where the feed is everything is super. And I will be guesting on... Um, another pop culture podcast called (laughs) not me forgetting I really need to get my life together it's 11 p.m my time but it's called ready to be petty y'all so I'll be on and if you can't keep track just follow me on twitter and you'll know more about what I'm up to with that thank you everyone for watching bye